CJ, do you do you listen to a lot of podcasts? I don't. I'm a huge audiobook person. Like I just hit my 50th book of the year. Like it's been oh, like wow. the, um I I Holy. just I don't know. I like try to like last year I set a goal of I think 35 or 40 and hit that and then this year I've already hit 50. And so I think I spend most of my time listening to books instead of podcasts, but I, I need to spend more time listening to podcasts. Do you listen to them? I mean, do you drive like, is it, do you have a long commute you listen to, or is it just throughout the day? No, just... I'm, I'm one of those weirdos. It's like at the gym, listening to a book, mm-hmm. like I can count on one hand the number of times I listen to music while I work out in a year. Like I just always am listening to a book while I'm driving or, mm. um, but you probably work out maybe once a month though. I mean, that's not a ton of time. Yeah, once, uh, yeah, no, I, I go like <laughs> five or six days a week, Gregory. Thank you very much. I'm trying to is, that, fit, uh, you know? is that some muscle milk pro- whey protein isolate in there? No, it's uh, water, which is what your body's made out of, and you're supposed to drink a lot of it. Sponsored uh, by Chick-fil-A. Yeah, they gave me this thing when I was when they had me up there a while ago, and I, I'm drinking. I'm trying to drink a lot of water. You're supposed to. It's supposed to be healthy for you. So, How many waters are you supposed to drink? I don't some people 40, do a gallon a day. Forty waters. For, forty waters, like yeah, just, yeah. How many? I think if you had forty waters, I think you'd probably like be waterlogged. I think you'd die. Mm. Maybe. I don't. Oh my! Forty goodness. waters is the limit. Hey, we need to waters. start before we get too far into this. I want to take a minute to introduce our guest, who's been talking now for a couple of minutes, um, because I don't want these oh, wow. I don't want these wise quotes to go uncontribute uncontributed to their source. This sure. week. We have the special privilege of having Mr. C.J. Johnson with us. And, What's uh, up? Yeah, we'll get into a little bit more about C.J., and I'm sure we'll talk ins and outs of who you are and what you do and why we'd have you on the podcast. But uh, welcome, man. Well, I'm excited to, to be with you guys and former coworkers and not former friends. Um, I think we're still current friends, right? Like, Kind of. I, I hope so. Is I this the way we rebuild our friendship is through this yeah. podcast? You're like, haven't talked to CJ. Let's get him on the podcast. This is where we're going to tell you that it's over. This was the final oh. line. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to unpin you guys now. Like from my <laughs> no! top conversations, like you're falling way, way down. For those people that don't have a, an iPhone, I I don't even know what to say to you. But yeah. yeah. I, or if, if you, you don't, don't like, have an iPhone, you don't listen to this podcast. Or so. if you're like me and I had, I don't, I don't know what they're talking about because I don't update my phone. So oh, man. you don't play favorites, Greg. That's really what you're supposed to say. Is, you don't play favorites. You just... Exactly. If I had yeah. a pin, though, who's worse? People that use Android or people that don't update to the latest iOS? Android by right. far. Like right. if I'm texting with you and your texts are green, like I automatically think, I don't know if this is worth my time. Um, yeah, it just kind of it puts a I don't know, it dulls the conversation. You don't really want to respond. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so pretentious, us <laughs> iOS users. If you're not I, listening, I, but I used to be an Android user. Like in what? college, I loved, I loved mine, and then it finally got to the point it was just obnoxious to, to it. Just it was stupid, so I switched over, and I've never, I'll never go back. I'll nope. never go back. Did you guys have Blackberries? Did you guys ever had a Blackberry growing up? I had a Blackberry for like two weeks. Two weeks? Those are expensive yeah. phones. Well, I I just would get like the the hand me down blackberries from Randy. Here, you can use this, and I did, and I was like, look how cool I am. Let me do some business emails. <laughs> Remember that tiny little keyboard you had to use like yeah. your fingers? To, yeah, that was awful. But it was, it was still cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. My dad had a BlackBerry. Um, I used to play a game called Bubble Pop on it, which was nice when I was a kid. Bubble Pop is it like a precursor to Candy Crush or something? Probably. Maybe? It was okay. probably of the sort, but I used to be so excited for those preloaded games on iPods or whatever it may be. Do you guys remember Snake on the old Nokia mm, phones? Yes. Did you ever play Snake? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, so how, how old are you, CJ? I'm 28. You're so 28. Wow. Early 90s, baby. How old are you? Okay. Scott, you're 30 or 31? 32. He's like 35. 30, 35? 32. Don't age me that much. So you're an 80s baby? Yeah, 89. I was born in 89. Ooh. Wow. Mm-hmm. What? Well, July 89. Natalie yeah, July was born 11th. in December of 90. So she just made the 90. Wow. Yikes. And I came six years later in 96. Dang. There you go. <laughs> Wait, she's six years older than you? She's like five and a half, I think. Uh, okay. I think that's what my grandparents are. My grandparents are that same age difference. That's, that's why I think so. Because when we were dating, I, I think that was the case you made to me that she would fall in love with me still. 
<laughs> Perfect. It feels like I feel like that was maybe more common and prevalent back in like our grandparents' generation to be. I don't know. Your age was maybe not so much important. I don't know. Well, but it for the like, the woman though. Yeah, like my grandparents, they were at least seven or nine years apart in age. Hmm. Like they were oh, quite wow. a quite a bit. Yeah, know, my know. grandma and grandpa too. I think I don't know. I think it depends on when you meet though too. Because if yeah. you're both over twenty three and you're meeting, I don't think it's a as big of a deal. Yeah, like who cares? Yeah, yeah. But True. Age is just a number. Yeah. But anyway, CJ, we didn't have you come on to talk about age differences in couples. <laughs> We brought you on to talk about some other stuff. Uh, first off, I mean, just tell us about about you. Who is CJ Johnson? That's hard to that's hard to put into. I don't know. I I uh, love to travel and I love social media and I love you guys and um, I just you know quit my job at Idlewild, which you know, that's kind of where I think all of us met was at Idlewild years and years ago and worked together um, there. I just quit there this summer and started my own social media coaching business and. Um, it's been fun. It's been, you know, you, I've never kind of had my own business like this before. And so kind of you're, you're learning a lot, everything from QuickBooks to how do you form an LLC and all that stuff. Mm. So that's been quite a journey, but yeah, I love, like I said, I love to get out and travel. And obviously that's kind of been shifted over the last year and a half or two, but hoping to get back out of the country again sometime soon. So, mm. and love to read and, and talk about big ideas and, and answer big questions. So when you guys are like, Hey, let's talk about a couple things on this podcast. I'm I'm definitely excited about that. So a lot to discuss. Yeah. I love how you, I feel like just, and we'll get, I don't know, Scott, we, I had two things I wanted to get in with you. I wanted one, I wanted to talk to you about social media, but I feel like this leads itself first. Uh, the second thing we were going to talk about is, um, I feel like your presence at a place in Florida that was predominantly more, you know, just like very more conservative, very just one way, one tradition kind of growing up the same way. I appreciated so much in talking to you, one, your your frankness, and two, your, sorry, my cat's jumping around and freaking <laughs> causing havoc right now. Um, but one, I appreciated your frankness, and two, I appreciated your ability to push the boundaries of just the current culture and context without fear of what people would say. Um, and that you were very big on having conversations that aren't always comfortable, you know, um, which I think is is awesome. Uh, I mean, have you always been like that or has it been something you've developed over the years? Well, that's very kind, Greg. Um, I think you kind of develop it as you learn to develop your own voice and it takes time. Um, I, I think for me, like looking back over my life when I was a lot younger, like in my teenage years, I was so sure of everything, you know, and I would make these big statements like, I can't believe the government does this, or I can't believe things are this way. And I look back on those now and you kind of just cringe and you think, Oh, I didn't really know much of anything back then. So I think we're all on a, uh, a beautiful journey together in life and no one's got it all together. And I, um, you know, the way I love to use social media, it's fun to use it to not only tell stories, but to also challenge people to think differently. Um, and I think, you know, with what I've done on social media, especially like on Facebook and kind of running against culture, uh, at least the culture that I've been in, I, I think you have to pick your battles and, and pick and choose the things that you're going to take a stand for and that you're going to use your platform to, to talk about. So that's very, that's very kind of you to say, but yeah, I, I definitely, um, I caught some heat, especially in uh, the last election, like a lot of people did. Uh, but I also noticed that like some people would reach out and, and, or they would say some really kind things too. So I think there's a real, um, I think it's a real desire for people to find a place for us to connect online and do so in a, in a decent way. And that's one of the coolest things about you guys' podcast is decent dialogue. And so my whole thing is like, Hey, let's, let's find ways to talk about big ideas in public spaces and do it with kindness. Um, and if, if someone gets negative or angry, Hey, try to take that offline um, or do that in a private message instead of blasting someone on Facebook. So mm. do you think, do you think when, as you were having those conversations, more people were more, I don't know if accepting is the right word, but more people were open to it than you would have imagined at the, at the outset, or did your assumptions of people pretty much come to fruition? Uh, like, does that question make sense? Basically what I'm trying to say is, did you find that the conversations were easier to have than you expected? Uh, Okay, so I'll put it this way. I think you're probably referring to that post that I made, you know, talking about a, a political candidate. I well, not even. Refer- 
Oh, no, okay, no, no, okay. nothing, nothing no. specific, just in general, oh, okay. like as, as conversations came up, cause I think for me, I guess the question behind the question is for me, it always seems like a very difficult subject to broach. Like if you're going to go talk to somebody who, you know, you disagree with, I don't ever want to talk to that person about that thing that we disagree with. So as you were having those conversations, like you became known as the person who had a different opinion than everybody else. So people would come to you with those conversations. Did you ever even have uh, like aggressive conversations? Like were people aggressive towards you or for the most part, like it was all pretty chill and pretty like much more, uh, what's the word? Like more, I, don't, I keep wanting to say more better, but that's not the like right gracious or Yeah, gracious is a good word. Yeah, people more I, gracious. Honestly, Scott, it was a mixed kind of like more better, but more better. I like more. It was more better than what we thought. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, you know, I think it was honestly for me, it was a mixed bag. Um, mm. I think I had someone like just straight up attack me. Um, I had someone tell me to go hang myself. Like I had a, a oh, I literally wow. had someone tell me to literally go hang yourself, and I was like, oh, oh. or like the world would be a better place without you, or something like that. Like a oh, complete stranger. Uh, and you're like, all right, well, first off. Uh, you're not in my circle of trust. Like your opinion <laughs> is not one I'm going to hold yeah. and I'm not yeah. going to do that regardless. So, uh, yeah. but there were also people that would kind of surprise you that would say, Hey, I really appreciate what you said. I don't have to agree with you, but I really appreciate like you taking a stand and doing it with kindness. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think the thing that's really missing right now in our world is like us being able to say what we think. And, to, but to, again, like I said, pick your battle and and pick whatever battle it is and do it with kindness. Like, understanding that you're operating with a limited number of facts and you don't know the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun. It's fun to like poke fun at it. The other day I posted something just on my close friends on Instagram. I was like, it's amazing how people have pivoted in one day from COVID-19 scientists to world policy experts on Afghanistan. Uh, and so, like when I get on Facebook and Twitter now, like all my friends are up in arms about what's happening in Afghanistan. And four weeks ago, they were all up in arms about what's going on with COVID. And I'm like, okay, first off, none of you guys know anything about international relations and mm-hmm. none of you c- could could talk about um, germs and diseases and viruses with a, with an actual scientist. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I don't, I don't either. Like, I don't know all these things. So like when you approach those digital conversations, like I don't understand everything. I don't have to understand everything. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I do have an opinion and I want to share that, and I think this is worth sharing, like doing that with like humility and and kindness. Yeah, so not claiming to be yeah. an expert. Yeah. And circling back kind of like to what you, your question. Yeah. There were people that like either surprised you or reached out to you and were really, really kind and gracious. Um, or they, uh, brought up in a conversation later. They're like, Hey, I really almost wrote you off. Like I had a hard time thinking about the way you thought about the world. And so, um, I think it really, it really helps you understand where people are coming from. And, um, sometimes brings out the best and the worst of people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost like the, the, um, oh, I was just going to say one more thing to that. The, uh, when people kind of put you in this box and put you in this, like, this is, this is who you are because of your situation and because of where you come from and because of how you grew up, this is the way you're going to think. This is, this is how you're going to vote and so on and so forth. It can be easy to put yourself in a box and then put others in a box. And so kind of, when you go outside of that box, people are almost shook by that. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I, I haven't heard shook in a while. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weekly word, I think, on our podcast. Weekly think, word shook. I think it is. But that's that's the thing for me is like I almost want to blow those stereotypes out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I want people to to look at me and, and put me in a box and then I say something and they're like, whoa, like you don't really think that. And it's like, well, have you ever actually had a conversation with me? And, you know, that's, that's what I hope we do on this podcast and even more just in our lives in general. So sorry, yeah, I, I think cut there's, you off though, Greg. Oh, no, no but there, I'll jump into, there's something fun to kind of shake things up a little bit. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's almost this fear of like sharing an unpopular opinion when, you know, mm. it kind of runs against the grain of like your friends, your family, like the culture you find yourself in. Mm-hmm. It's fun every now and then to kind of shake it up and, and say something and watch people like jump back a little. There's, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's probably not the right thing to do, but it is a little <laughs> bit of fun. So. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think, I mean, in some ways, though, you do have to challenge those beliefs. I mean, I think, I think all of us go through a phase like this and kind of what you were talking about, CJ, is where we in high school or growing up think we have all the answers. But then as you get older, you realize it's not as cut and dry. I think for, for me, the biggest 
I've talked about it before on this podcast, but I think the biggest thing for me is growing up, Not I wasn't very political, though in high school I was for about a year. My junior year I was. Uh, it was like the 2012 election maybe. I was very political. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> it didn't last very long, but I remember getting so many arguments about things I had no idea. But um, I got in arguments about it. But I, I think for me, like theology and like things in the Christian circle were very, I thought it was very cut and dry in one way. And that was something for me growing up is I had to realize, man, like really smart people have really different opinions on things and that's okay, you know, and I need to hold the gospel tightly, what my core fundamental beliefs about the gospel, but some of these other things which people get so mad about and so upset about aren't as important. And it's okay to have differing opinions and really smart people think differently about those opinions, a different, really smart people hold beliefs about different things for a reason, you know, mm. they're not just doing it just to spite you. They're not doing it just to get angry at you. Um, and it's, it's wise to take a sit back and listen. We, uh, yeah, um, Bob, Bob Goff has this quote out that I love where he says that too many Christians are trying to be right instead of trying to be love. Mm-hmm. And for me, that like speaks a lot to like how I grew up when I was always like, it, like you said, cut and dry. Like mm-hmm. it's this or that you're in or you're out, you're with us, you're against us. Like you have to believe this way or you're not, you're a heathen, you're a heretic. So um, yeah, I love that quote. He's like, Hey, I think more of us see this be like Jesus. He was more about being loved than always being right, you know, mm-hmm. and um, losing people over that. So CJ, yeah. do you watch West Wing? Have you ever watched it? I I have watched a lot of the West Wing. Yeah, it's, I love that show. Don't are you going to knock the West Wing, please? No, I'm trying to get Scott to watch okay. it because he refuses uh, to watch Scott, it. It's a classic. You I was I, well. Listen, I tried to watch like the first episode and I was asleep in like ten minutes. Yeah, he didn't try. He he. You probably watched it at one a.m. No, CJ, I was watching an episode the other day where um, one of the characters on the show, Josh Lyman, was. Mm-hmm. talking about death threats that they received that somebody had written his assistant some death threat doesn't know her doesn't know anything but decided to take his anger out on her just because she associated with one political party and it just i'm like that was 20 years ago and they were talking like that and i just think man today like we get so angry at people that think mm-hmm. differently than us we don't know them we just know somewhat what they stand for but we get so close-minded and so hateful and it's just I don't know. You got breaking down those barriers is tough. I mean, how have you in using social media on that? I, I you've kind of touched it on already. Like, do you think overall, like, if, if people are trying to change people's minds on social media, how should they go about it? Um. Well, first of all, I don't know that social media is the best place to do that. I think if the you really, I don't know if you really can change people's minds in that sense. I think you can present information without the goal being, I'm going to change someone's mind. Like if that's what your goal is, there's a good chance you're going to fail. But Mm. I think a lot of the hard work comes in the in-person conversations, like sitting down one-on-one and instead of trying to get a point across doing more listening and asking questions, because I think more often than not, a lot of us have more in common than we're led to think. Um, you know, you'll get someone with you on one side of the aisle and someone on the other side of the aisle and you'll see what they're posting on Facebook and they sound so loud and obnoxious the entire time. And you get them in the room together and ask them to have a conversation and they'll probably find more things that they have in common than the things that separate them. So I think you've got to do the hard work um, of having those in-person conversations with people that you disagree with. And if you're trying to change their mind, ah, I don't know that Facebook's the best place or Instagram's the best place. Twitter's the best place to do that because you lose so much of that in-person connection with someone where they can't see your body language. They can't see your posture. They can't really hear your heart behind something. So I think it's best. I mean, obviously I think it's good to share information and good to share things that you find that are true and verified and um, you know, Hey, this is what I think about this. And what do you, what do you think about that? Asking a question. Um, hmm. and I'm, I'm trying to write right now, like a social media seminar. Like I want to help hmm. people, you know, with the social media. And one of the points I'm trying to touch on is with fake news. And I know this takes a little bit of a turn from what we're talking about, but you know, if you're, if you see something on Facebook, does that piece of content inform you or make you outraged or bring out another emotion? Like if it's there to inform you, take a look at it. But if you're mm-hmm. looking at it being like, that's unbelievable. I'm upset. I can't, I have to share it like more mm. likely than not. 
it's either false news or it's information mm-hmm. that they've like changed the narrative a bit just to make it sound more dramatic. So yeah, yeah, I I think those in person conversations are where it's at. Mm. So I have I have so many questions to that, and maybe I need to buy your uh, I need to buy your <laughs> yeah, you got to pay for this time, <laughs> Scott. Come on, but like man, I have so many things just came into my mind. The the first one being. Greg, you asked like, how do you, what do you post or how do you post in order to change someone's I, mind? And, I really want to, I don't want to talk well, to people. I just want to do it through social media. I need yeah, the answers. Exactly. <laughs> well, there's that. But my, my question is, is like, what is, what is the point then of posting something, you know, that is going to go against the grain or, you know, people are going to take it the wrong way. Cause so many times I have like written out a tweet or written out a post that's like, not even borderline. Like if I had, if I posted it, like people are going to be shocked that I'm saying this and like, I never do it. Like I've never actually posted anything like remotely controversial. Maybe I have posted things that are controversial, but not in my eyes. Uh, But so then Greg's shaking his head that I have posted things that are (laughs) controversial. I don't think they were. So there's, if Greg thinks that, then that means the things that I haven't posted would have been really controversial. But <laughs> but my question is like, how do you decide like, all right, I know this is going to ruffle feathers. I know people are going to not like this. Like what good does that do to even put that out there? Yeah, no, I think like uh, there is a real uh, value to sharing what you think and having your opinion heard. It's just, like I said, picking and choosing what battles you want to fight over, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's it's not helpful for me to share probably my commentary on what's happening in Afghanistan, what's happening mm. in this latest case with the the girl that went missing in Tetons National Park. You know, I'm sure you mm. guys, have Gabby, um, like while I want to stay informed, it's probably not going to be. I'm just going to add to the noise. Yeah. So for me, it's like when I when I when I post something, this is something that I really I've taken time to think through, and it's best like when I I post something pretty controversial during the election. I had a post similar to that sitting in my drafts for weeks. Mm-hmm. That wasn't something I just like fired off in anger or I fired mm-hmm. off because right. I was, you know, that's something I had like been processing and, and I had, had put down my words and edited it and changed. So I think, I think you have to sit back and look at yourself and say, okay, is, is what I'm about to post, like going to uplift the conversation? Like, is it going to add something meaningful to the conversation? And then what's my emotion behind it? Like, am I doing it trying to prove a point? Is there someone that I'm specifically angry at? that I need to like, Hey, let's just have this conversation. I'm trying to post it on Facebook with the intention of like one Mm. person seeing it. (laughs) Like the goal, the goal, that's not, that shouldn't be the goal. The goal should be, Hey, this is something I've thought through. This is information that I think is worth other people reading and sharing. Mm. Like when, when the way I view social media is like, if you're going to post something, make sure it's worth someone's like time to stop and to stop their scroll. Like don't Mm. just add to the noise. So like, I'm going to post something on Facebook that needs to be something that's worth you actually stopping and taking four seconds out of your day out and looking at it. If I'm just going to add to the noise and forget it, but mm. add, add stuff that's going to add value to other people. Um, and then, like I said, pick and choose what you think is this is valuable for other people. It's valuable for me. That's something yeah. I feel really convicted. I need to talk about. Mm. Yeah. I think yeah, that's big. The two points to that. I think kind of going along with that we've, I've talked about before, like when you're posting stuff, for example, I, I there's some accounts that I've I've hidden from friends I have that I've hidden on my social media yeah. feeds. I think every all of us have probably done that at some point, hiding people and not unfold whatever it may be, for whatever reason. Whether it is they're posting stuff that you don't want to see or that you it makes you angry, whatever it may be. I think too when you're when you're posting, you have to keep in mind like if you're trying to post something just to be inflammatory, to garner a response, to offend somebody, to change a mind, the people that are like they're probably not even seeing your post. Like I kind of laugh at the, the the accounts that are all very one way or the other trying to post a lot of political stuff because I'm like, the, like for example, if I'm posting a lot of stuff that's like very anti-Republican, what Republicans are going to be following my account to listen right. to that, you know, or vice versa? You know, it's like we, it's just, it, it's funny sometimes I think how we get into these mindset of like, I'm going to change the world by this post. I'm like, the people you want to see probably aren't even spending the time to read this. Secondly, yeah, I think, no, go ahead. Sorry, my bad. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say just secondly, it's interesting to hear this because I feel like we've talked about a lot. I'm, I'm not really on social media bunch. I post about this podcast and a video of Levi. Uh, that's about it. And I purposely don't just because I don't like it just is not good for me, like for a number of reasons, which we can go into if we want or not. But 
I, I think a lot of, especially in our, especially for Christians, like engaging with social media, it's such a huge part of the world today. It's such a huge part of society. A lot of it's how we connect with a lot of people today. And so a lot of people are on it, but a lot of us don't know how to use it wisely. And some go to the extreme of saying we should never be on it. Some go to some say that, you know, some are on it way too much. And trying to find that balance is 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 interesting. And I just kind of want to get your thoughts on like, what do you think a healthy balance of using social media in general is? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's tough. Um, I think it it does break down to kind of along age lines. I mean, obviously, I don't think it's healthy. And I'm not a parent. Um, so, you know, if you've got a kid, I think you have to have that conversation with your kids about how much time they should be spending on social media. But as adults, um, you know, we we own our time, like we own what we consume and what we consume, like uh, feeds into our minds and, and helps us think about um, the world. So I, you know, I'm a big proponent of social media. I think it's a phenomenal way to keep in touch with friends and family um, that are easy to, it's easy to lose connection, but it's easy for it to replace like real in-person connection as well. So I think for me, when I look at social media, I love keeping up with friends that live in States or countries away or whatever. But, you know, if, if, like you said, they continue to post stuff that's inflammatory or is false or um, just makes me angry, it it might be best to take a break, like to hide them for a while or, you know, it's not, and it's not just inflammatory. It's people that are obnoxious about like, if they're continually selling stuff, like I'm not on Facebook to hear about, and I'm sorry, I'm probably going to anger some people, but your MLM stuff, your Forex stuff, I just don't care. And like, I'm going to hide you or unfollow you. I just like, to me, your, your point of posting that is to sell something instead of build a relationship with me or build a mm-hmm. connection with me. The whole point is social, like social media is about keeping community together. Like I get it. If you've got something cool you're doing with your business or whatever, but if your goal nine out of 10 times is to share information about like making the world a better place or what's happened to your kids or something fun, it's to sell people stuff, like to make a buck, like I'm going to tune you out. Like I, that's just to not promote the point a podcast. of social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because- well, I was going to ask you like, what do you, so like, for example, you're doing this, uh, a social media coach now. I don't, I don't think we've said this yet. You've mentioned it, but, um, and, and kind of what you're doing now. Um, so I'm just asking, like, for example, like some people do want to promote and some people do want to use their network to grow a brand or influence. So, I mean, how do you how do you balance between promoting something you are trying to grow, but also not being so obnoxious? This is all I am. It's just, hey, buy this, pay attention to this. Well, I that that's a whole nother side of it. But I, people people buy into a story, right? Mm-hmm. Like people relate to stories so well and people want to keep up with what's going on in your life. So for me, there's a real difference between, hey, this is a new business venture I've started. This is a small business I just launched. This is something I built versus nine out of 10 posts. Hey, can you come over for my Jamberry party tonight? Or can you come over for my Tupperware this on 10 o'clock? Like there's a whole difference between, hey, I'm sharing a story of what's going on in my life. My goal is not to like uh, get your money or like, I think I'm just trying to tell you what's happening and keeping people updated and, and mm-hmm. fixing all that in like that. We all work. Like we all have things that we're doing with our lives that we're proud of and we want to share. So mm, wow. there's a real difference. There's a real difference between, um, like selling something and telling a story that involves what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So people, people want to buy into what you're doing. They want to keep in touch with you. And it's okay to talk about your podcast. It's okay to talk about a small business venture. Cause that's part of who you are. It's part of what you do yeah. with your day, but your goal is not like mm. to sell them. Your goal is just to tell them about what's going on in your life. People love stories. I'm trying to sell stuff. I'm only trying to sell my podcast. <laughs> that's I'm thing. trying to sell my podcast so I can sell stuff on my podcast. CJ, when I hire you as my consultant <laughs> to promote my book online, it's going to be all, I don't care about telling a story. I just, well, I do in my book, but not in real life. <laughs> I don't care about stories. Now read my book that I just read. <laughs> read my book. Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, there's, 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 there's really different lanes and everything to run in and, and different pages for those purposes. Like, obviously we all would follow like a, a company we love on Twitter mm-hmm. or Instagram or something mm-hmm. like that's a whole different story than someone like using their personal page, yeah. like to sell you stuff all the time. Well, and it's think- almost like there's a, there's a guy that I follow uh my favorite podcast is called the group chat podcast and like there are a bunch of dudes that they all have companies they all have big brands that they're uh promoting on their podcast and whatnot but like it doesn't feel salesy it's just if i want to go purchase some clothes from them or whatever it's because i like those dudes like 
And that's who, that's who I want to support because I like them. Yeah. The product is cool or whatever, but I'm mostly buying this to support the content that I like. Right. Yeah. And you see, there's the difference. Like they're not consistently pushing stuff your way, but mm-hmm. you've bought into their story. You've bought into yep. what they're doing. You believe in them and you want to support yeah. them. Like that's exactly. a whole different thing. So. Yeah. We got to get people to support us and not just, you know, hate us. <laughs> they, who hates who do people hates actually us? hate on the podcast? Who hates on the podcast? You gotta have haters. Just so, Whitney, you know. Whitney and Natalie. Yeah. They're like it takes up, the old... they're, they're like it, our husbands are just too they just hang out with each other all day. They don't t- hang out with us, you know? Yeah. Do, do you remember that old Vine where the kid like had um you guys remember Vine, by the way? Like mm-hmm. I'm not the only one that remembers oh, Vine. Yeah. Okay. And the kid had the um like spoons on his eyes and would say, like, blocking out the haters. That's that's mine. <laughs> if you don't know I what I'm talking like... about, just just google was, like youtube like block out yeah the haters, no, vine, i don't remember that but i yeah. feel like we we need haters though like that means you're doing something right if you have haters right didn't, uh, didn't winston churchill say that or something was he like i don't know i feel like if I you have no haters, haters you might be doing it perfectly no you're not going to be jesus <laughs> well jesus had haters actually so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you could just be a people pleaser really like paying me off <laughs> You can be a people Uh pleaser like me and just never offend anybody, but at the cost Uh, of your own soul. So, oh, yeah, CJ. Yeah, you don't have to go in depth, but I want to hear how the business is going. I want to hear kind of what you're doing. Have you had any um, any cool stories to share from it so far? Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, you know, the first couple of weeks when you start a business, you're kind of starting from scratch in a lot of ways. And um, like I said, kind of getting everything off the ground. So I got my LLC formed and working with QuickBooks, like just kind of learning my way around a lot of things. Uh and when I when I kind of announced on Facebook that I was you know leaving my job and starting this up, I had a lot of people comment and say, "Hey, let me know when you get your thing when you get off the ground." And uh, I kept a list of those people, and I've been reaching out to them and reaching out to other potential clients, and um, just did a, a website redesign for a nonprofit here in the area and submitted a proposal for another one. Um, and I, it's fun. I'm like getting to kind of be my own boss hmm. and it, it's exciting and terrifying and it's not really terrifying. It's just, it's a new <laughs> adventure. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of really trying to focus on two areas right now. One you know, are those like social media consults for like businesses and individuals. Hmm. So I think everyone, uh, whether you're a small business, you know, owner or you're like a social media influencer, you want to do better on social media. And I just want to come alongside and, and help with that. Hmm. Like, I give like an analysis of where you're at and help you kind of goal set and then help you take steps to, you know, meet your goals. Mm. And that's like one prong. The other prong is um, doing social media seminars. I, I really want to help, especially, I know this might sound funny, but I especially want to, I, I, I would like to help seniors um, like learn how to tweet, learn how to use Facebook, like how to keep in touch with their family and friends and um, you know, do that when they it help, maybe help kind of cure some loneliness or something they may be feeling with or some isolation. So mm. um, I've been working on a seminar, reaching out even to like the senior centers here in my mm. area, like, hey, can I help like come in and teach a class uh, for you guys? And um, eventually I'd like to maybe do classes for other, you know, you know, intermediate level or an advanced level or something like that. But those are kind of the two prongs I'm, I'm running mm. with right now. So that's awesome, Super dude. Cool. I, I feel like we could get into a really geeky conversation about this uh, <laughs> because I, I recently had to, so my, my, I work for my dad who owns a small business and he's, I mean, he's, he's in his fifties. Um, but definitely somebody that is not very active on social media or understanding the importance of it and how much business comes from being on social media, regularly posting on LinkedIn and all those, all those different sources and sites to get your name out there and stuff like that. And SEO con- customization and all this different stuff. And I don't know, it's been, it's been an interesting, um, it's been an interesting dialogue between my dad and I, and like just the other partners at the company of trying to understand like this is important and this actually does bring in business and interest. And not only that, just makes you, even if it doesn't bring in business and interest, like, I don't know, it feels good to have a website and have stuff going on and posting and sharing about it. It brings motivation, you know, it brings uh, just, I don't know, there's a lot of positives to it. So I think it's really cool that you're diving in um, specifically with that, 
that target yeah, audience? I think, yeah, I think it's important, especially, you know, C-suite individuals, they may have hired someone to run social media and they don't know if that person's doing well or not, mm. you know, yeah. or you've got a small business owner who like thinks they need to have a presence on every platform. They're like, I got to have like Instagram and TikTok into it. I'm like, it's my Snapchat no. needs to be going for my, my Snapchat. Business. No, don't it's, you're going to get into a, like a lot of trouble. Don't do that. But I just kind of want to come alongside and help guide, you know, and empower people um, to use social media just to tell their stories. And I think there's a real value. I think it's missing because um, you'll hear from a thousand people with big companies that, you know, we'll come in and run your social media content for you and stuff. Like most of the time, stay away from all that. You don't need all of that. You have the tools you need to tell your own story. Um, and you just need a, someone to come alongside you and help you take your next step. So that's mm. kind of, that's the angle I'm running with. So have you ever heard of the storyboard or story, story brand? Yeah. With Donald Miller. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he did. Um, I read his book a long time ago, uh, blue like jazz, jazz and yeah, a million miles in a thousand years or something. And then I, he has a great, um, you know, he, he has like a free tool online for story brand or whatever. You kind of fill out your, your business and where you're going and mm. all that stuff. So he's, he's brilliant. Donald Miller is awesome. Yeah, I think I think one of the overarching, maybe to kind of wrap it all wrap it all in a nice little bow, as as it were. Um, but one of the things when I think about you, CJ, is the the fact that you can bridge those gaps that other people might be scared to uh, build. Like nobody wants to build that bridge to uh, bring two people together that don't think alike at all. And from what I've seen, and I could be wrong and you could just be putting on a good show, but I don't think you are. I think it's genuine. Uh, you're able to have conversations with both sides of the aisle and, you know, from whatever, however you want to take that, you can take that. But, uh, do you think that's something that you really learned how to do? Or do you think that's something you're born with or, or just why, why do you want to be that person to bridge gaps? Well, okay. So at, at, at Idlewild, we did this um, kind of study, you know, you kind of take your life and think about what you want to do with it and, and what your words are. And mine kind of ended up being bridge builder. Oh, and well, there um, you go. Which, yeah. It literally was build like bridge builder, like someone who builds bridges. Um, I, I think, I think for me, you know, Scott, like I grew up in the Midwest in small town America, and I grew up with people who thought like me, who worships like me, who looked like me. Uh, and, and when I went off to college, I went a thousand miles away to Florida. I knew hardly a person and I was exposed really for the first time to people who didn't think like me, who, even though they were Christians, like viewed God differently or viewed the Bible differently. And so for me, um, I, it, it, it takes a while and everyone talks about deconstructing. Um, I'm still deconstructing, reconstructing. I don't know, whatever, where you want to, what phase I'm in, but nobody, there's knows. a real, Nobody really knows, honestly. But for me, like I've come to this place where um, you come to the realization that God is big enough to like handle your doubts and your questions and you don't have to have it all figured out, like to come to him with that. Like he is totally cool with you not having it all figured out. In fact, he probably mm. doesn't expect you to have it all figured out. So it really frees you from, you know, I've got to have this and this and this down and I have to stand up for what's right on every single issue. And if they're with us, they're not. Like it takes out so much of the bitterness and so mm. much of that our camp, their camp that I kind of grew up with. Um, you know, with our channel, you go to our church camp or you're not, you know, like it's that church over there is not doing what we would do. Like they're they're the heathens, they're on the slippery slope, wherever the slippery <laughs> slope leads. I've been on the slippery slope for years and I love it. It's so much fun. But <laughs> I think I think I think there's a real value to like um a, a reading books from authors outside of your bubble. Uh, like reading uh, books from people's whose political viewpoints you don't agree with. So like, if you're a die in the wool Republican, pick up a book by Kamala Harris or Bernie Sanders or Amy Klobuchar. And if you're a die in the wool, like Democrat, maybe take a little time to read something from Nikki Haley or Marco Rubio or someone that you just think, I can't believe they think the way they do. Mm. It really will help you not only like say, okay, they're a fellow American and whether I agree or disagree, like we still like love our country and we want our country to do best. It helps you say, okay, why do I think the way I think? And sometimes you learn something you didn't know before. Like you mm -hmm. look up a fact that they quote in their book and you're like, Oh, that's actually true. I've never heard mm -hmm. that because I always get my news from one side of the aisle or I only listen to this network. So mm -hmm. for me, I know this, I'm probably going into the weeds here, but for me, like 
it was just like the exploration of different authors of different news sites of having those conversations with people where it's like, Hey, I don't understand this. Help me figure this out. Um, and the last thing I'll say is going to counseling, going to therapy. Like that was one of the absolute best things mm-hmm. I did. Um, and I think finally our gener- our generation is like removing the stigma from that. Yeah. Um, is, is, and, and, and saying, Hey, you can be a Christian and go to counseling and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the Bible as important as it is, like it's important to have other people. The Bible talks about like where two come together, that's stronger, where three come together, it's stronger. Like you need someone that's pouring into your life that allows you to like process this stuff out loud and not process mm-hmm. it alone. So I think there's a lot of like, there's a lot of good things to being open-minded to reading new books, uh, to listening to people you don't agree with, to going to counseling and therapy and just asking questions without having answers. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of value in all that. Yeah. That's lots of good takeaways from from yeah, those dude. words you just said. <laughs> a lot of wisdom and all that. A lot sure. of wisdom. I probably talked. A... I probably. You need me to cut it down. I was probably too long to use. No, dude, no, you're good. You're good. Perfect. This right. is all. Okay. This is no editing. There's, That's what. This is just a free flowing conversation. <laughs> That's what we've been trying well, to tell our. our this is actually live right now <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. It's, it's live. Spot, oh, Spotify no. Green Space or Green Room, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. This is what we've been trying to tell our. You said what we've been trying to tell our listeners through book club for the past 11 weeks in like five seconds. So yeah, um, I'm listening well, to compromise. I mean, t- the, I saw you guys just went through that. I just read yeah. it too. Yeah. Um, and like it, I, this is the thing that blows me away is like growing up in, in Kansas and where I live now, mm-hmm. um, almost every person here is white. Like our state is almost entirely white. I grew up in a church of all white people. Like I went to a college of almost all white people. And when you take the time to like start researching, okay, why are people protesting? Like what's going on here? And start talking to your friends who are, who are black or talking to like, you start learning things that you didn't know before. And some of it's uncomfortable. Like, of course it's like, I, I, how am I like responsible for this? It's, but it's being like someone that says, okay, I don't know everything. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to have an open mind and I'm going to do my, I'm going to do research. I'm going to look into things and I'm going to trust the experts. So, yeah, I, I love that you guys are doing like these kind of books that some people really wouldn't like or think they're Harris heretical or think that they're like the far left intersectionality agenda, whatever you want to call it. I think it's important to have those conversations and, and um, you know, bring people on with different perspectives mm. about it. So, yeah, just read. I, I think I think too often our society, like all we do is read headlines. We yeah. don't actually spend time reading the news. We don't spend time reading news from from sources we're not comfortable with and we don't spend time reading books from authors who've done the mm. work to research things. Yeah. So I, it's all about I, slowing I, I, down and taking the time to do so. Read more. Yeah. That's what I, that's what you need to do. Just freaking read. Yeah. Fre- freaking read. Yeah. <laughs> CJ, we, with all of our guests and Scott sometimes, cause he's a clam and we got to open up a shell to get him to talk about himself. We do a Scott's thought segment. And so we will do a, uh, a CJ's conundrums. And uh, I got a few questions for you if you're ready. I don't know if if I'll ever be ready, but fire away. All right. We'll start with softball here. Uh, What's something that you know you should start, but you have not? Uh, um, Honestly, one of the things that's been on my list to do is take like a self-defense class. And I I don't know how, if someone were to attack me, I don't know how to get out of a chokehold. So I think I need to take a class and learn how to defend myself. Is that something like people know, like how to get out of chokeholds? Yeah, let me teach you. a lot of people do. Let me teach you. Yeah. Look behind you. Look. <laughs> no, but I, that's one of my list of things for a while. It's like, just huh. take a self-defense course class, whatever. And uh, I just haven't done it. And I need to do it. So, hmm. Scott, do you that's have anything on that? Answer. I don't, I like that answer. Uh, something I know I need to do, but I haven't started. Uh, well, if Whitney, Whitney is listening to this, she would say, get the freaking nursery ready. That's what she would say. <laughs> so that I'm going with that answer. That's my mm. answer. Good job. Good job. Get the nursery ready. Okay. All right. Oh man. For me, I would say I'm, I'm debating going back to school or not, and I'm keep running out of time and I keep missing deadlines for semesters and I need to do that. Um, that sounds like you should just not. <laughs> all right. Then that answers my question. I, I give up. I'll the find Lord something has out. Spoken. If uh, CJ, if each person had a warning label on them, what would yours say? Oh man, um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's a that's a crazy question. I think it's pretty I good would, though, right? Yeah, I think mine would say if you're riding in the car with me, like hold on, like 
my the, the motto at the end will be did you die um you know you made it obviously but it might have terrified you or i guess the warning could be i can be a little loud sometimes like i i have a hard time i need i need to learn how to like have quiet conversations uh instead of just being the person you can hear when you walk into a room so <laughs> maybe a little bit a little bit too loud maybe drive a little too fast so that's my warning labels like yes <laughs> scott anything for you i have no idea what my warning label would be I would need to ask my wife what she thinks my warning label would Scott, be. Scott, come on. You've got to like, there's got to be something. Don't wake me when I'm sleeping. No. Don't poke I'm, the bear. I'm a very, don't like, I don't, I don't, well, I am very judgmental of people, but nobody knows how much. So uh, maybe my warning label could just be like, don't be stupid. Ouch. Don't be <laughs> stupid around me. <laughs> Wait, right. to the, to around yeah, me. Okay. Yeah. Like if you're, <laughs> don't good. be an idiot. I'm, Watch your back. Dummy. I'm going to say so to other people, <laughs> not to your face though. That's amazing. <laughs> Warning. That's I will awesome. talk about you behind your back. <laughs> yeah. Oh my That's gosh. Hilarious. All right. This is where we're talking about our faults yeah. and weaknesses right here. This is honest, yeah, uh, real conversation. It's not a nice here. thing to say, but I, I, well, I feel like I need to clarify. No, I'm not going to clarify it. I'll judge me all you want. <laughs> <laughs> i uh i have no warning labels because i have no warnings yeah. so um oh my goodness your warning label no, is, i don't know watch my... out. i'm too nice yeah <laughs> i i my warming label will be don't trust what i say i'm just trying to please you Ooh, that would be my, wow Ooh, that's good dang wow. that guy yeah mm. so i think you need i think you need to start reading some like Brene brown or something to help you kind of like stand up speak your truth speak the truth like have a voice like i should almost say your truth which is a whole nother controversy it's like your <laughs> truth might you know well when it comes to slopes when it comes to issues of the gospel i'll speak my truth when it comes to anything else i hold it very I, scott tries to debate me and i'm like yeah i could see how you see that i, I yeah, can understand. like clemson sucks like i, I hate clemson they do suck okay. this year though they are All doing right. really bad this year i definitely see where you're coming from um CJ, if you had an extra hour a day to be allocated to one specific purpose, how would you use it? Self-defense? Oh, that's a good question. Um, another hour in a day? I I don't know. I don't I don't think I'd want another hour in the day, honestly. The day's long enough as it is. Hmm, okay. I'm sorry. Like we all have 24 hours and we all have plenty of time to do something Amen. in that day. And maybe that's because I'm maybe because I'm single or whatever, but like I firmly believe in seven to eight hours of sleep at night. I firmly believe an hour to go to the gym or an hour and a half to go work out, do something oh, time man. to read, time to down. Like uh, I am. Yeah, no, all you guys with kids. Like, I, I love you, but no, thanks. If you're, uh, if you've heard any episode of, of me and decent dialogue, it's been, man, I haven't slept. Things are so tired. I'm so tired. I went to bed last night, like at 11 and slept till eight. Like I slept oh, nine hours last night. That's like, fantastic. Nice. And if I go out to eat, it's just me, you know, I don't have to, yeah, I'll have to fight for a kid booster seat and, yeah, I'm sorry. Mm, wow. Well, Scott, you got anything? Uh, I would. I would read. <laughs> read. I, I don't know. I'd probably. I'd sleep. sleep. There's a lot. I. I need more than one hour. Um, more than you need more see, than one I, hour to, of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I need more than one hour of an extra day every day. Um. All right. Uh. I'll say this. We'll do two more questions here. Um. Okay. If you were to work at a circus, what job would you choose? I think I would like to probably be the ringmaster. Like it'd be fun to like kind of hype people up or like Hugh Jackman action. No, I don't. I I'm and I'm probably gonna catch flack for this, but I did not like Hugh Jackman in The Greatest Showman. Like that movie to me sucked, and I know that's contrary to everyone's a popular opinion, but I was like, this is. Mm -mm. Anyway, I guess I'd be the ringmaster. It'd be kind of fun to like have like a, a bullhorn or like a mic and kind of like welcome to the circus then again it's kind of cruel to animals and so maybe i just let all the animals run free like when they go back to wherever you know they need to and i don't know yeah yeah sure well that's all right that's a good i mean not many people think about this question a lot so that's a good off the cuff answer there thanks yeah i don't think i've ever i don't know if i've ever been asked that before i've never been to a circus so you're not no? missing much no. Yeah, you're not. I think I've I been to the state the fair, which feels kind of like a circus. Yeah. All right, I, then, but like hung out with, I've hung out with kids, and they, that feels like a nonstop circus. So that is true. This is the last one yeah. we'll do for all three of us here. Um, what is something that you believe you'll never be able to do well? Hmm. 
Uh, I've been trying to get abs for years and just not, not abs are made in it. the kitchen. Like it's tough, man. And I, I eat really well. You eat well, you work out well. Like you are very disciplined in that area. I'm disciplined and I still, it might, maybe it's just the genetics part, you know, or whatever, Blame but I'm never going to have that. Thanks <laughs> mom and dad. Um, I would love to have an eight pack or six pack, even a four pack, but, and it's not like I have like chubs, but it's just like, it's not the, mm. you know, not Ryan Reynolds. Mm. So it's mm. <laughs> so shallow it's, and vain, okay. but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you 48 hours to think of a deep answer and then you could, you could phone it in later on, you know? Okay. Yeah. Scott, you got anything? Something I will never do well. I don't know. I'm pretty good at whatever I try. So, mm. all right, <laughs> being I'll go humble. Then. I'll uh, never be good at being humble. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, I don't know. For me, that is tough. I don't know. Um, I feel like yeah. Greg. I feel like most of these questions I need my wife to answer for me just to see. Oh come on, like you. Okay. No, I I would right. say in the same in the same vein, I'm not very good at being disciplined. Like it is a fight to be disciplined. It is a fight. You if you looked at my life from a thirty thousand foot view, oh, it goes in increments of like every three weeks. For three weeks, I'm really disciplined, and for three weeks, I do nothing. And for three, it's like off and on and off and on and off and on. And it just I can't. I can't. Isn't that what they say? It. Like it takes three weeks to get a habit, or what's the they say twenty one days? Get, like, a habit like, set? yeah, I keep doing twenty one days, and I keep going twenty one days off, and I think I just so keep... just getting new. You're re upping your habits. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Habit so, recycling. It's the new. They thing. don't take root. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, dude, CJ, thank you so much, man. I'm glad. Thank you for sitting through our last round of questions here i'm glad we we figured out your conundrums and got through them together i am too yeah and now i'm gonna go through the doldrums while i figure out that's my a word mm, use all what's the big a doldrum? i know all the ones that in the, isn't it like when someone's like going through a doldrum it's like they're going through like a sad or low point of their life like the doldrums like isn't that like it's moody isn't it like something to do with the weather too i think huh. it's something i don't I know i was it. homeschooled so we don't I'm fact check on this podcast out. so yeah, i think you're good. good to me oh Okay. You're right. No, I'm looking it up. Don't worry. It is something popular term. It's a popular uh, nautical it's term a pop that refers to the belt around the yeah. earth near the equator where sailing right. ships sometimes get stuck on windless waters. <laughs> Due to intense solar heating near the equator, the warm, moist air is forced up into the atmosphere like a hot air balloon. Doldrums. I will make the case that CJ is right, though, because... Being like a boat on still waters with no wind is like a dull. You're stuck. You're kind of yeah. like in a yeah. sad yeah. like okay. place you can't move. You're in the, the doldrums. Yeah. Yeah. I believe See? it. Okay. All right. <laughs> we made it work. The moist hot also, air being pushed up. A doldrum. Uh, also, yeah. Webster also has uh, some other, they say a spell of listlessness or despondency. So they give it a little bit more to you there. Um, but yeah, dude, thank you so much, Scott. I don't know if you have anything else to no, add. I mean, but, thanks um, so much, CJ. I, I know uh, we'll, we'll have to have you on again for our free consultation live for social media because um, we do we do need awesome. to build our brand. So maybe maybe we'll actually hire you to build help us build our brand. Um, we'll figure something out. That'd be kind of fun. Um, on the real, time. real. Uh, no, I mean, CJ, I've always respected you and respected who you are as a person and your your opinions. Um, just seeing how you've, uh, kind of left where you were very comfortable and kind of gone out on your own, all of that. It's been really cool to watch. So I'm super pumped for you and what you're doing and excited to see where God takes you. I appreciate that. I appreciate both of you guys. This was fun and, uh, look forward to hopping on sometime again soon. This was great. Sure. Yeah, man. Peace. 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 Peace.